Well, what's, good, what's up? What's up, man? I got the fabulous Xavier. We're doing a makeup episode because of the, the last audio with Xavier. Class of 2007, St. Bonaventure, right? Class of 2007? Yes, sir. All right, class of 2007 on the fabulous St. Bonaventure University. This is a, this is a makeup episode um, with my main man, Xavier. Um, we all know that I blame uh, Donald Trump uh, for what happened um, uh, over what, what, uh, what happened on Wednesday. Um, and you're not wrong. And I'm not wrong. But my, my good friend, Xavier, you have someone else you want to blame. And the floor is yours. Oh, well, um, the other person that I want to put some of this blame is on <laughs> is, and mind you, I'm not a fan of either side of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats. I'm not right, a fan. We know you go on your Facebook page, you'll know where you stand. But with that being said. Yeah, big Andrew Yang supporter. Yes, I'm a big Andrew Yang supporter, yes. Uh, hopefully he wins mayor in New York City. But yeah. um, but just in general, I actually <laughs> think a good amount of blame can be put on Hillary Clinton and the DNC. <laughs> I like I Hillary you, Clinton. I want, you, I, want you, I want you to follow me here. All right. Let's this look back at 2016. Well, I mean, hold yeah. on. All right. Let's look back at 2016. Okay. In 2016, Hillary Clinton, for the most part, should not have lost that election. Hillary Clinton basically tanked, not intentionally, but she <laughs> tanked her election. She, she, for the most part, she ran such an awful campaign that pretty much the only person on the planet, Donald Trump went up against the only American politician that he could beat. And the and the Democratic <laughs> National Committee, the DNC, is also to blame mm. for propping up someone with such baggage to the nation as Hillary Clinton has. Mm. And then not understanding just how disliked she really is, even among Democrats. Because mm. if you look at 2008, she lost... To a in, in the primary <laughs> of her own political party, the primary, she lost to a junior senator <laughs> who's black. Right. Which is great. I mean, I'm black. That's fine. I'm, I'm actually a fan of Barack Obama. I'm just saying in general, though, she right. lost to, and at the time, she's a senator. At the time, she was senator of one of the most populated states in the country mm -hmm. she's the first lady married to she's a former first lady married to one of the most popular former presidents ever mm. and you mean to tell me that in the primary in 2008 she couldn't beat a junior senator <laughs> and then and then in 2016 she couldn't beat donald trump Right. You know, and, and it's just a matter of fact that like the the arrogance of the Democratic Party in 2016, there should have never been a Trump presidency. That's my point. No, there, yeah, you're there right. Been, there never should have been a Trump presidency. Four totally years agree. Ago, 
four years ago, that shouldn't have happened. And you want to know what they're going to do. They're going to, you know, when people, when, when a lot of Democrats look at 2016, they'll point to, uh, they'll point to racism. They'll point to sexism. They'll point to all that. But the, I mean, let's just call it spade a spade. She galvanized no one. She galvanized no one. No you know one That's came a good out to vote for her. She won the popular vote, but she right. should have destroyed him in that election. Sixty percent that, 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 that election, that election should have never been close. Right. Her winning the popular vote, but the electoral college made no like that's. She lost Michigan, she lost Wisconsin, and she lost Pennsylvania. Yeah. She lost Ohio. She lost a number of other swing states. Yeah. She 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 ran quite possibly may have been one of the worst campaigns <laughs> of a major party candidate that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And and the fact of the matter is that people let her off the hook. Now listen, are you are you know, is, am I reaching a bit with this whole blaming her and the DNC for this? Yes. I think so. But but it's interesting it, your argument. But but this this whole the past four years of Donald Trump should be should be an eye opener for people when it comes to who you put up in these presidential elections. Yeah. One, if you're to, and I'll be honest with you, you can put this equal. You can actually put more blame on the Republican Party for this. Mm. I mean, okay. for the love of God, I mean, there are 14 Republicans up there. Not one of them could be Donald Trump. Seriously? In the in, in 2016 primary? You know what I mean? It's, it's just kind of like, and it's, yeah. it's just kind of like you, you they, they don't understand. The problem is, is this. The Republican Party and the Democratic Party, the establishment, they don't understand their own. Not only do they not understand independent voters. They don't even understand their own voters, is my point. <laughs> they don't understand their own voters. Because when you think about it, Donald Trump, in 2016, Donald Trump should not have even won the primary for the Republican Party. Yeah. The fact that there are, what, 14 Republic, 14 other, 13, 14 other Republicans established, been in office for governors, senators, congressmen, people who've mm. had years of political experience the fact that they couldn't beat him in the primary <clears throat> yeah. shows how little they understand of their own voters the fact that mm. the democratic party put hillary the fact that they and let's just call it spade a spade i realized that she did beat bernie sanders she had more people vote for her in that in the democratic primary than bernie sanders but with that being said you know bernie had a more galvanized passionate group of followers yeah. than she did. And mm -hmm. the fact that the Democratic Party basically crowned her their, their nominee also showed that they understood, they understand nothing about not only independent voters in America, they understood very little about their own base. Because if they understood anything about their base, she they would have came out for her. Right. Would have come out for her. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. You know, in 2018 and 2012, Barack Obama had more people in general just come out for him than she did. 
<laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. That's, I mean, that it is what it is, you know? And the fact that this has happened, I mean, it, it just kind of shows how little they understand. Of, and I'll be honest with you, I really don't, I really hold up no more expectations of the, or for either of the two major parties right now. I hold, I hold no expectations for them. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, for a lot of people, Joe Biden is the lesser of the two evils. Is because they they we demand you know it's 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 really easy for most politicians right now to look good if you're going up against Donald Trump. <laughs> um, let's just keep it real. Yeah, you know. And um, I don't know what's next for the Republican Party. I don't know what's next for a Democratic Party. I don't know what's next for, you know, third parties. You know, I'm hoping yeah. that some of these third parties end up uh, bringing in viable candidates. Um, I hope that third parties end up putting more candidates in um, lower federal and state elections. You know, we need and and I'm not necessarily saying you have to agree with these um, political parties like the Green Party or the Libertarian Party. Right. But which is a strong Libertarian Party. Yeah. But just in general, though, you know, with the Green Party and the Libertarian Party to have. Third fourth viable options that can realistically win they don't have to mm-hmm. they don't have to win but realistically win an election right. yeah is 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 important to the american side it's, it's important for us voters it really is and so we need more third party independent candidates running for governor running for senate running for U.S. Senate, running for state Senate, running for ma- mayors of major city, running for uh, Congress. Um, <clears throat> um, unfortunately, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, the there was one, uh, a couple of people have made this observation and criticism of third parties. Um, I believe it was one Republican strategist said that no one wants to vote for a, a, a political party that's only going to show up once every four years. You know, right? They'll they'll show up with a presidential candidate, but where are the where are the congressmen, where are the senators, where are the you know where where are the mayors, where are the you know where where are they with these other elections? Where are they in the midterms? You know, where are they in the local elections? You know. For the most part, right. they'll get local election wins. They're Greens and, and Libertarians, I'll talk about respectively. But, you know, it's it's few and far between. You know, every now and then you might get <clears throat> one that gives them a run for their money in a uh, in a, a, a big election. Um, most recently, the Constitution Party, their candidate, um, their candidate actually came in second. In the Colorado gubernatorial election, um, he hmm. yeah he actually had more votes than the Republican. So oh wow yeah yeah but um but just in general though you know I mean we you know we can talk about the two major parties Republican and Democrat, um and then you know you're always welcome to um vote independent I'm mean, not uh, run as an independent, but then you also have these uh, you know you have the three other. Um, I'll talk about the top three, I believe, um, main third parties, which is the Libertarian Party. Behind them in popularity is the Green Party, 
and mm-hmm. a, a distant third in popularity is the Constitution Party. Um, mm. But for the most part, though, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where um, the election of Donald Trump in this whole mess is a is a sign of our political breakdown. It's a, it's a sign of, you know, kicking him out of office. Um, to be honest with you, is uh, it's going to be a bandaid over a deep wound. Um, there are people on both sides of the aisle and just in general who are, for the most part, fed up with our political system. Right. <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of like people expect politicians to be corrupt. People expect politicians to lie. People expect politicians to basically, part of my language, be a piece of shit. Mm. So, you know, it's 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 about holding them accountable. It's about basically having term limits for pretty much every every uh, <clears throat> every level of office. Um, I realized that I believe technically for um, a lot of these, it, it really kind of it's up to the state. It's up to the states to um, set term limits for their officials that they send to uh, send to Washington. So U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate and congressmen. But just in general, um, term limits, you know, having viable third party candidates, you know, who, who can win, you know, who are capable of winning, you know, having more than just the two choices. That's what this is really all about. You know, I it, it might for a lot of people sound like I'm reaching, but I, I really don't think I am. I think what I'm just talking about is, is us being able to have other options besides the Republicans and Democrats us like literally no longer being so polarized not just no longer being polarized but feeding extremists <laughs> feeding yeah feeding them these um feeding them these uh these feeding into these candidates who are all are often kind of uh ideologues and mm really have no place having been elected to begin with, you know, and, and when it comes to stuff like that, people are so disingenuous, feel so disingenuous about our political system that um, for the most part, you, we need those things. We need term limits. We need viable third party candidates. Fun fact, actually, Mm. do you know, in a number of states, states controlled by Democrats and then states also controlled by Republicans, they've done, the state legislatures have done quite a bit to limit the uh, third parties from running. Because well, I mean, that, you know, it makes perfect sense, you know. Because I mean, for the most part, you know, if you're if you're in California, the very last thing you want is the is the Green Party getting power. If you're a Democrat in California, because that means right. that means actually more Republicans may actually get elected as well. Um, if you're mm. a, you know, if you're a you know, if you're a Republican in uh, in Kentucky, the very last thing you want is for the Libertarian Party um, to get popular and to and to start um, receiving more votes. And the thing is, is that you know people use the use the um, use the argument that you're going to take votes away from the Republican or the Democratic candidate, and you're just going to end up. Um, electing somebody from the other party who doesn't have a majority vote. I mean, that's, that's mm. where, you know, more states would have to institute runoffs 
then where the top mm-hmm. two candidates, if a candidate doesn't get the majority, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, whether it be 55, 60% of the vote, then it goes into a runoff with the top two candidates. Um, right. Or, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think more states should kind of just kind of go into that. But with that being said, I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, Al Gore, you know, people point to 2000 and Ralph Nader. Like, no, Ralph Nader, I realized that he got, I believe it was like, what, close to 90,000 votes in Florida. And Al Gore lost mm-hmm. by four, 500 votes. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not on Ralph Nader. That's on Al Gore. Right. Right. Al Gore. Gore. So basically Al Gore. But, you know, if if you have trouble, how's this? If you're a, a, a Republican and you have trouble distinguishing yourself from a, from the libertarian candidate, that's on you. That's that's on you. If there's another candidate out there who sounds better than you with your own issue, that's on you. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. If you're a Democrat and yeah. and the Green Party candidate, you're having trouble, you know, um, uh, uh, distancing yourself from them in terms of uh, in terms of what you're talking about. That's on you. I mean, it is what it is. You know, that's that's pretty much on you to separate yourself. You're running. You know, you're run. You're not just running. You see, the problem is that they think they're only running up against the Republican. Well, they think they're only running up against the Democrat. You know, if you're running up against more people, that means that and who can actually win. That actually means you're going to try your best to really separate yourself and put in that effort. You know, I don't know what it might mean for the Senate and um, and House majority if more third party candidates were elected. I think it would mean one thing compromise i think if there were mm-hmm. libertarians and green party candidates you know i'm not promoting um, uh their beliefs in general i'm just saying in general i'm just saying uh if there were third party candidates who more were getting elected into our federal office i think you would see more of a compromise and i would think that um yeah, yeah you know and uh you know and it's it's just one of those things where you know you're going to have to, people are going to have to compromise, man. It is what it is. <clears throat> but yeah, I would put a lot of, uh, a lot of blame on the system. Hillary Clinton was a sign of that, in my opinion. So yeah. And because Trump should have never been elected. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to take, you know, um, I think, you know, the listeners are going to think that's a bit of a stretch, but I think you also produce um, a really sound argument. Um, you know, I mean, Hillary Clinton might be maybe the worst uh, politician of all time, you know, just based off this conversation. No that I really don't want to hear about Russia. Russia was working against her. Like, stop it. Just stop. I mean, you can you can take a look at um, you can take a look at these. You can take a look at the election itself, and you realize. Was there some funny business going on in terms of like online? But let's just call spade a spade. You know, she lost states that the DNC had that the Democratic Party, no Democrat, no Democratic Party candidate has lost in 30, 40 years. 
Yeah, yeah like Michigan. Michigan. She didn't even go to Michigan. Michigan, Michigan Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Those three states, and she wins the election. Trump went to yeah. she, she, it was, it was her. She, she galvanized no one. And no by one. talking about sexism, and by talking about, um, and by talking about, um, Russia's intervention. Listen, did those things happen? Yes. Were there people that probably believed that? No doubt. But my point mm-hmm. is, though, is that you're, mm-hmm. re- you'd be letting her off the hook for this loss. If you, if you're, if the main thing that you're going to point to are those things, yeah. you're really letting her off the hook. You're, <laughs> you're like, you're, right. you're basically saying like, yeah, you're, you'd be letting her off the hook big time, you know, for basically mm-hmm. remember what was said. It was the largest political upset in U.S. history. And it was. Yeah. No was. one expected him to, to win. He should no have never one. won. He should have never been president to begin with. Sorry for. I thought he was going to be started. He should have never been president to begin with. And so Hillary Clinton yeah. is the reason why. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. I mean, you put you put a viable candidate up yeah. against him. You know, he loses. He goes if he if he takes on yeah, Barack said if he ran for a third term, he would have won. I mean, if he takes on anybody else, he would have won. That's a Barack. If he takes on anybody else, he would have won. Yeah, he would have lost. Yeah, <laughs> is my point. If he yeah. if he takes on. If he takes on Bernie Sanders instead, he would have lost in in 2016. I know everybody talks about socialism, socialism, but let's just keep it real. I mean, yeah, I think Bernie would have galvanized uh, the voter because only, like I said, for only 60 percent of Americans voted in 2016. Yeah, exactly. No one voted. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no one voted. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. And this was the most votes of all time. Yeah, exactly. Of all time. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Trump got the most vote. You know, and I, you know, I did say earlier that Trump ran a bad campaign. Actually, he didn't. He got the most votes of all time. And it, and it, and Biden had the most votes. He didn't have the most votes because he lost. He didn't have the popular vote. We didn't have the popular vote. Now, be so more people voted for Donald Trump. That anybody else ever voted for a president? What are you talking about? So, of all, of, but, like I said, it took vote. Biden's. It, he lost the popular vote, but still, he got more votes than anybody else. So did Biden. It took Biden to break Trump's record to Wait, be president. No, I mean, That's the point I'm trying to make. He got more votes than anybody else to ever win the presidency. Is what you're saying? Right. No. Well, yeah, no. He. No. Listen. More people. People voted in this election and than ever before in Which American election? history. You know, this I'm election. I'm talking about 2016. No, that's all. Okay, I know you're talking about 2016. I'm, I'm talking about you know uh, 2020 now. Um, so I'm okay. fast forwarding. Um, yeah, so I'm just fast forwarding. You know, and it took you know what Biden did to beat Donald Trump. So we're, I mean, and we're still split as a country. You know, especially with, you know, with, uh, people think that we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, see, I disagree on that one because, like, think about who, you know, because Republicans won the House or Democrats won the Senate or vice versa. Doesn't we're still I don't split. think that we're as yeah. divided as, I mean, there are a number of things that, see, there are a number of things that the U.S., that U.S., politicians talk about and their and their base talk about 
but for the most part, though, we do not, like, for the most part, talk very much about it. There's, like, the mainstream American public and that we're not for. So, for example, the stimulus checks increasing to yeah. $2,000 was something that most Americans were for. But the Republican Party, <laughs> though, That's the Republican yeah. Party squashed that. Right. Defunding the police is something that most Americans are against. But the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. a lot of popular politicians within the Democratic Party continue to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a legitimate disconnect between, you see, the thing is, is that it's almost kind of like social media followers. They live in a bubble. See, the thing is, is that the people that they engage with on a regular, that politicians, the citizens that politicians often engage with are people who follow them. They're followers. In, in terms of followers, I mean, in terms of like, they're people who regularly look at uh, politics. They're regularly, they regularly follow mm-hmm. a certain candidate or party. Those people are the exception. Politicians have to understand that those people are the exception, not the rule. You know? Right. And so, you know, yeah. for a lot of these guys, they think that they're they're doing something when in actuality they're they're really just kind of effing over their own constituents and the American people because their interaction on a regular basis are with loyal Republicans loyal Democrats, hardcore conservatives, hardcore liberals. That's who their interaction, mm-hmm. when, it, when, they, when they finally do interact with actual citizens, that's who their interaction is usually with. Because those are the type of people that will go to their rallies. Those are the type of people that will go to their, right. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like most, most Americans don't give a, I, it, for the most part, there are a number of issues that the that the Democrats and Republicans care about that the American people are not that really don't care about at all. And when they say their base, their base is because they're trying to get the people that do care about it out to vote. The problem is, is that what do you do when the when your base when the issues that your base cares about goes against what the rest of the country cares about. Mm. Yeah. And that is also where we're at odds. And that's another reason why you need viable third party candidates, because to be honest with you, they're not going to, they're not galvanizing anybody like the current politicians. They really aren't. Um, You, you'll, you're going to need them. They're going to have to need, they're going to have to put in more effort. Mm-hmm. And having viable, and when I say viable, I mean like third-party independent candidates who can actually win an election, or at least be a legitimate threat to scare the Democrat or the Republican running. You know, those those types of things is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or, um, right. It's been great having this conversation with you. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully there's no audio issues for the fans and everybody can hear this conversation because it was great insight on uh, what you said. I appreciate you coming on, uh, X-Man. And, uh, we All right, man, take it soon. easy now. You have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. 
All right, guys. All right, so we'll be right back. What's up? What's up? What's up? We're 25. Oh, 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 baby. You already know what it is. Oh, my goodness. It's been a hell of a week. Maybe one of the worst weeks in American history. Um, there are some stuff going on in pop culture, as we know. Um, you know, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian in a divorce, rumors about Kanye West with, you know, some, some um, Instagram, whatever he is, Jeffree Star, whatever his name is, you know, rumors about that. And, um, you know, you know, we've had, uh, Dr. Dre, brain aneurysm, hope got broken into, wife trying to divorce him, trying to get $200 million or whatever she's trying to get, uh, uh, from him. You know, a lot of stuff going on, you know, in pop culture, you know, Mets, Francisco Lindor, happy about that. You know, usually we talk about that type of stuff. Um, we, we do a, a little breakdown in, uh, in uh, my opinion about all that. But we have something else more important to discuss today. Um, but I just want to let you guys know I'm still up and up um, on what's going on. LeBron 18 sneakers are growing on me, just to let everybody know. Um, you know. The ones he wore the other day with the Lakers colors, fire. Um, but like I said, guys, there's some other stuff going on, obviously, and, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of positive responses, um, to my video that I posted on my Facebook page. I thank you everybody for taking the time to watch the video. Um, it went, it was just a lot of outrage that, that um, that I had. Um, and I'm going to give you guys a backstory of what's prompted the video. Obviously what prompted the video is what happened at the Capitol building. On Wednesday. Okay, but when I was driving home from work uh, Wednesday night, I saw the, I don't, you know, if I got the name of the flag wrong, you know, I I got the name of the flag. I don't know if it's the Blue Lives Matter flag, whatever the flag is, is you know, it's black and white with the blue strip or red strip. I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference between the blue strip and the red strip. I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference. Okay. Um. So I need to be educated on that. Actually, I don't even care what the difference is. I actually don't really don't care what the difference is. But the fact of the matter is that I saw this flag was on, um, in, in town, it was, um, they had two of them, you know, you know, uh, crossed, um, you know, it's supposed to be, uh, we have like a tomb, like a, like a headstone commemorating like, soldiers and, you know, first responders and whatnot, and they use that flag. And I'm thinking to myself, why are they using that flag? Right. You know, you know, you know, for those, um, you know, who don't know, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran in the U.S. Army, you know, you know, three years after, you know, you know, three and a half years after duty, you know, uh, you know, eight years in reserves, you know, and, um, you know, Sergeant Summers, he, he died with, uh, American flag on his shoulder, you know, uh, you know, Specialist Hasselblu died with the American flag. That's why, I mean, that's why the enemy is going after us. That's why, yeah, Taliban, Al Qaeda—that's you know—the ones we're fighting is because of the American flag, not this Blue Lives Matter flag or whatever flag it's called, you know. And people, you know, having this flag and saying it's patriotic—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a bunch of nonsense because it's not. Okay, you know that's not what United States soldiers wear. That's not what's flying at the White House. You know what I'm saying? You know that's not why I started to join the military. I wanted to protect. Our country, right? I wanted to defend our country. That's why I signed up. You know what I'm saying? Now I understand if you know, 
you know, you, you know, you have a right to express yourself and all that fun stuff. So if, you know, if you want to do that with the American flag, you know, that is your right to do so. But to put that on heads, but put that with headstones of United States soldiers, though, then I, that's, I have a problem with. That's my issue because that's not why, right, you know, my friend died, okay? That's not why he died. You divide, you know, with the, the American colors on, the real United States American flag, okay? That's why he died. Defending that. He wasn't defending that flag. He was defending with the American United States flag. So, so that's what I have an issue with. All right. You know, when police officers, firefighters die in duty, right? You know, the American flag, the real American flag is on the casket, not that flag. So that's what I have a problem with. So coming home from work, I see that flag, right? We did have the news on in my lunch break. I'm seeing the protests and this and that. I vaguely saw it. You know, I saw the protesting, you know, and uh, I was like, yo, man, that's crazy. You know, what's going on? Protesting, you know, you know, Mike Pence is there. Mitch McConnell's there. Nancy Pelosi there. Um, we've got the heavy hitters trying to ratify the president. Trying to ratify Joe Biden being president of the United States and all that's going on. That's crazy, right? Go home from work. I see the I see the Blue Lives Matter flag, whatever the flag is called. So I'm upset about that. And then you know, news feed pops up on my phone because I didn't have you know, because you know, I didn't have my data on. So all these news feeds popping up on the phone. I'm seeing these Twitter uh, feeds, and it's just like, um, yeah, people breaking in the Capitol building. I was like, this is like Photoshop. No one broke in the Capitol building. Like what? Like they broke inside the cap? Like what? what people are making stuff up, right? I didn't think it was real, right? So then I'm going through these pictures and I'm seeing everybody's Twitter posts and I'm just like, oh my God. You know, like that's something out of a movie, what happened Wednesday. That's out of a bad movie. Like that's so unrealistic, that would never happen. There's no way that people are going to break into a Capitol building where you have the vice president of the United States, you have the speaker of the House, Senate Majority Leader, Mr. that's not going to happen in, no, that's never going to happen. Well, all three of them are together at the same time with our congressmen, with our senators. That's not, there was no way that's ever going to happen. And it happened on Wednesday. Now, you can go to the conspiracy theories you know what? I will concede with the conspiracy theories. You want to say Antifa did it? Fine. Antifa was a, was with the Black Lives Matter move. You know, it wasn't Black Lives Matter movement. It was Antifa. Fine. Let's blame Antifa. Blame, I'll blame them. I'll blame them with you. I'll say it's Antifa. Right? It, they, they weren't MAGA or pro-Trump supporters. It was Antifa. Fine. It's Antifa. Everything wrong in the world is Antifa. Fine. I will blame Antifa for all those. Right, for argument's sake. Okay? It was Antifa. I'll concede. You know, I don't think it was Antifa. I'll just say it was Antifa. Just appease you guys. I thought a whole bunch of black people doing them a lot more casualties. Or, it was a whole bunch of... Remember, we Black Lives Matter, right? Right, the protesters... They protested. 
Let the Capitol building as well. They didn't break inside. They weren't climbing walls. They weren't breaking windows. They weren't sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office. You see the point where I'm getting at? That was my statement with the whole white privilege existing. Now, you know, well, you, got, you know, Ryan McCluskey is a good friend of mine. We just disagree on the white privilege, uh, you know, uh, uh, the white privilege stance. You know, he doesn't think it exists. Fine. Like I said, you know, if you don't think it exists, fine. I talked to one of my good friends, Chris Claro. That's one of my peoples. For life, that is my brother. Forever. All right. Um, you know, you know, he, he and I talked and he was, you know, he saw that video. Wanted to make sure I was all right. I was like, oh, you know what? I mean, it's just like everything that's been happening, you know, coronavirus cases up, you know, you know, a person was either hospitalized or dead every 10 minutes in California with the coronavirus, you know, you know, hearing that news on Tuesday and then Wednesday, what happened? And, you know, it's just been like one of the worst weeks in American history, right? And, you know, and, that, and that's one of the reasons I was I was really upset. Like, there was a whole bunch of black people tr trying to break into the Capitol building. There would have been a lot more casualties. Maybe we could talk about how the Black Lives Matter movement, per se, you know what I'm saying? Well, not really per se, but, you know, you, if you want, like I said, just, I only say per se because some of those blame Antifa for everything. So that's the only reason why I'm saying per se, okay? Burning down, you know, you know, buildings were getting burned down. They ended up burning down that, you know, you know, that, uh, you know, that Wendy's where, uh, Rashard Brooks was, you know, was, uh, was shot and killed. That ended up getting burning down. Right. We can talk about the the destruction of buildings and businesses during the protest. Right. We can talk about what happened at the Capitol building as well. You know, and we can say, oh, at least it wasn't buildings and uh, you know, uh, businesses. That were built down. We could talk about all of that. Fine. It was all wrong. See, this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying I'm objective. Okay? Because the same people that th that thought think that the police were justified in killing Tamir Rice, right, also defend Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, that was self-defense. Oh, that was self-defense, right? And the third person, right? Because um, Wittenhouse ended up killing two people, right? And not only was he, you know, and then the third person he injured, right, actually was legally eligible to have a weapon. You know, the, um, the person did have a weapon. Uh, Gage uh, uh, Grushkoots, I don't know if I'm saying that name, um, uh, Properly, Greg Jusu ended up losing, uh, losing an arm over Wittenhouse, you know, you know, shooting, at him, you know, you know. So, and then Kyle Wittenhouse, you know, is at a bar, you know, you know, saying, you know, with the with with, with the free as fuck T-shirt, you know, but you know, but Gage actually was legally able to own, you know, uh, a weapon, but no one's defending Gage. Right, but Ricky Short is posting up money for Kyle Ritter. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Ritter is a true patriot, even though he illegally owned a weapon. Right, that's not legal, but he's getting defended. But we're not defending Gage, who 
was the only person out of the incident to legally own a weapon and to have a weapon. The two other people didn't have a weapon. But Gage isn't getting defended. Right? NRA groups, why aren't you defending Gage? The one person legally owned the weapon. That's what you want. Legally for people to own weapons. But we're not defending Gage. That's my issue. Right? So, like I said, Tamir Rice? Oh, well, you know. No cops are no cops are those real gun. End up shooting Tamir Rice, 12 years old. Kyle Rittenhouse was seen talking to the police officers with an AK-47. Or whatever weapon he had. Whatever weapon he had. Doesn't matter what weapon he had. He was seen with the assault rifle in front of him, was talking to police officers. And went home to go to sleep in his own bed after killing two people. But you're defending Kyle Rittenhouse, but you won't defend Tamir Rice. That's my problem. Right? Me, I'm objective. I will say that the violence, you heard me on my podcast saying, do not do the violence. That's what they're saying about you. You're a violent organization. Yes, there were some peaceful protests, and there was other people that didn't that did it too far. And we could say it wasn't a part of the Black Lives Matter. It was just a, a rogue group of people acting a damn fool. Fine, right? We could say the mega supporters, not all of them, or pro Trump supporters, not all of them, are violent. It was just random people that went too far. Fine, I will concede to that. But when it comes back to the white privilege argument, is there you no way a hundred black people? Could be breaking buildings sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office. That was the point of what I was trying to say. That would not happen. Now, yes, the FBI put a picture of a random black person. Uh, so one random black person got through. Even though we have no videos of that person doing violence at all. We have no person up there breaking stuff, whatever. But the FBI put his picture fine. Right, that's why I said that's why I said to Ryan, fine. You found the one black person. That's great. Right? Guess what you did? Guess what didn't happen? It wasn't 50, 60, 100 black people that did it, because that would have never damn happened. Because what happened when the Black Lives Matter movement, or, or, or I was going to say Black Lives Matter, a whole bunch of people protested, right? Did they even get into the Capitol building? Did that happen? No. They damn made sure of that. Now, one can make the argument is that. Because Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, and Mike Pence was there, they were also making sure that they were protected. And right, and because they were making sure that they were protected, that also led to a breakdown of, of the police force or the National Guard or whoever was Secret Service, whoever. They were too busy protecting them because of what was going on at the same time. Fine, I will borderline agree with you on that. But because the president of the United States said there were going to be people protesting. He said it in his speech that there were going to be people protesting. Right before what happened at the Capitol building. That was an in that should have been an inclination that, oh, we should probably beef up more security. Don't you think? Oh, here's another argument. It's because there were going to be mostly white people 
they probably won't do as much damage as a whole bunch of black people, right? And guess what happened? We all know what happened Wednesday. There was a whole bunch of damage done by a majority of white people. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. There was a whole bunch of whole bunch of damage done by a majority of white people. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. So either way how you spin it, white privilege exists. And that was the whole point of my video. We could talk about the violence that was done over the summer. We could talk about that. Right. And I understand. It was wrong. And I said in my other podcast, it is wrong. Do not do this. Number one, because it's wrong. And number two is, you're giving in. That's what they think about you. That's what they think that you're capable of. And then you just prove them right. That was to think that you're a deep down a terrorist organization. Right? You know what I'm saying? That your movement is useless. That's the thing. And see, I told you, a whole bunch of violent black people. Bunch of no good niggers. You just prove them right. That was the second reason I said not to do it. First reason, because it's wrong. What happened Wednesday was wrong. So when I say I'm objective, people, you know I am. And Weapon Wednesday was inexcusable. And the way Donald Trump was trying to excoriate Mike Pence. You could say Mike Pence was supposed to be in charge of the coronavirus outbreak. His, and you're supposed to lead this task force. You can say Mike Pence failed on that. Oh, that's another conversation. But Donald Trump asking Mike Pence to not ratify Joe Biden being president was unpatriotic. Unpatriotic what Donald Trump did. Apparently, there's new reports that come out that they haven't talked to each other since Wednesday. The President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States have not talked to each other since Wednesday, since the incident. You know, so for what Donald Trump did and asked Mike Pence to do, and then to blast him on Twitter. If I was Mike Pence Thursday, I would have I would have I would have resigned from being vice president. But listen, Mike Pence can be president for about a week. You know, say, well, you know, you know, today's the 10th. So, you know, for, for you know a little bit over a week and a half, Mike Pence can be president of the United States. You know, he's contemplating. I listen, if by Tuesday, if they don't get this whole 25th Amendment thing popping, if they don't get it by Tuesday, Mike Pence, I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm not dealing with this after what the president just said about me. I did my job as a patriot of this country. And then you have some people on the right blaming Mike Pence for everything. Like, what? He did his job. The true patriot did his job. The president of the United States asked somebody to do something illegal and unpatriotic. And you're defending him. 
But you, no one's defending Mike Pence for doing his job. Now, I'm not saying every Republican thinks like Donald Trump and thinks Mike Pence, right, did the wrong thing when it comes to ratifying Joe Biden. I know not every Republican thinks that way, you know. But for the ones who do think that way, I have to ask you, how patriotic are you? Do you even understand what patriotism is? For those, if you think what Mike Pence did was wrong. That's my question to you. You need to look up that definition. Because okay? patriotism is defending the Constitution of the United States. That's what makes us us. That's what makes this country this country. Right? And listen, it's not the best system in the world. Obviously, it's not. But for every other system that's out in the world, this is the best system. This is the best that we got. Right? How many other countries have other people doing takeovers, taking over governments, trying to overtopple, you know, rulers? You know, how many, you know, with the civil unrest, we really don't have that. And you know, until Wednesday where we had that. You know. You know, this this country is still split. This country is is still divided. Unfortunately, you know, is Joe Biden the man to bring us together? I don't think he is the man to bring us together. But listen, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. You know, um, no, I talked to my main man Jason a while back. Joe Judge being head coach of, you know, if you don't believe white privilege exists, just look at the NFL hiring. You know, you think uh, wide receiver coach, a running back coach, an offensive line coach, right, is ever going to get hired as a head coach without any offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? He, he never did that job ever, but all of a sudden he's going to be a head coach of an organization. I think an African-American or any other person of color as a positions coach is ever going to be head coach. If Joe Judge keeps on doing well, then maybe that will buck a trend. Maybe. Because the Giants did have a two-win improvement compared to the last year to this year. But I still don't think so. I still have my doubts that that's going to start a trend. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the brother man, black man, he, yeah, he's a running backs head coach. Let's just make him head coach. It seemed to work well for the Giants. I don't think we're going to start that trend yet. Okay, let's see if Eric Bellemi gets a job. You know, even though we all know Andy Reid does the the play calling, you know, and Eric Eric Bellemi does not do the play calling, unlike some, most offensive coordinators. Okay, but that's another discussion about how football teams run their plays. But we're talking about white privilege, okay? And we're talking about the unbeauty of America right now, and. Joe Biden, this is what you want. Is you know America, we have spoken and we chose Joe Biden. And I hope Joe Biden reals, realizes the gravitas of the job right now. You know, you know, he's gonna be the oldest elected president in American history. 
you know. If Donald Trump had been reelected, he would have been the oldest, you know. So, either way. Either way, right. This is going to be one of the toughest tasks. This might be the toughest task for a politician. You know, some of you might be thinking, the only way we can go is up because Donald Trump is out of office. That's what some of y'all might be thinking. Um, Me personally, I don't know. I think the jury is still out. And I hope... Like I said, because I'm not Democrat or Republican. Everybody knows that. You know, I've had people on the left mad at me. I got people on the right mad at me. And that's okay with me. And that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying, though, I hope it works out. Because I don't think Joe Biden's one that can galvanize us right now. And I hope I'm wrong. And... I appreciate the love and support that I got from when I posted that video. I thank you for that. Okay. You know, like I said, that video was out of pure emotion because everything was just boiling up in me. You know, and I appreciate Ryan reached, you know, he found the, uh, the picture of the one brother, man, the one black man that was at the, uh, Capitol building. You know, there might've been more black people. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only one, but he actually made it inside the Capitol building. It, it, you know, so I appreciate him, you know, doing that. FBI put that out as well. So I appreciate it. Appreciate him. Appreciate him doing that. But there is a, but if that was a whole bunch of black people, we already know what would have happened. There would have been a lot more deaths. Nothing. Anybody. Right. If you close your eyes, take a deep breath and think about what you've seen in your lifetime, you know that would be the case. There's a whole bunch of black people running up in there or trying to run up in the Capitol building with the vice president of the United States, the speaker of the house and the Senate majority leader. All in the same room with a whole bunch of politicians. There would have been a different outcome and we would have had more casualties. You and I both know that. It's hard to have some motivation right now. Usually I like to try to end with some motivation. And, you know, and that's why I say be great at everything. You know, and you know what, and it's going to go back to that. You know, sometimes we need reminders in our lives. You know, I got a question. So America right now, is this the best we can do? Ask yourself, is this the best that you can do? Right. We need to start asking more from ourselves. Like I said, but before before we start asking more from other people, like I said, we got to ask internally. I've said this before. I've said it again. Be the best person you could possibly be. In everything. It is tough. It is not easy. It is a grind. I know. But if we all try to do that, 
We're not burning buildings. We're not burning down businesses. We're not breaking into Capitol buildings. If we're trying to be the best person as possible. Because the best person as possible doesn't do that. I know we got it in us. Because I got it in me. And I'm not more special than anybody else. I'll be the first to admit that. But goddamn, I'm going to fucking try to be the best person I could possibly be. So the challenge is on again. Who's going to step up to the plate and be the best person to their wife, to their husband, to their girlfriends, boyfriends, brothers, sister, family, co-workers? Who's going to be the best person they can possibly be? We're going to start eating better. We're going to start exercising. Start waking up an hour early, get the workout in. Go to bed an hour late, get the workout in. Whatever it is you got to do. Figure it out. Stop with the excuses. Anybody can do it. Anybody can make up an excuse. Obviously, because you're doing it. And for those who want grinding, stay with the fight, man. It's going to work out at the end. Your significant other's going to notice. Your kids are going to notice. It's going to pay off. Other people around you will notice. And you will be a leader by example. You will provide that purpose, direction, and motivation. Because that's one of the things that will make up a leader. All three of those things. If you don't have one of those things, you're not a leader. So you need to get all three of those things in order. So let's get on our grind. Let's get on our business together. Because we got to do this ourselves. Like I said, we're trying to look up. They won't solve the problem. We got to solve it ourselves. And what we saw Wednesday is not going to solve anything. And what we saw over this summer... Isn't going to solve anything with the violence. That's not going to solve anything. The violence on Wednesday is not going to solve anything. So like I said, guys, let's get it together. It's Rock 25. Chill with the craziness. Be great at everything.